Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off. bluenile.com code LISTEN. I really am very excited to chat with our next guest, Dr. Anna Ramanova, because she is a specialist in female pelvic medicine and reconstructive surgery with an affiliation at Phelps Memorial Hospital. She completed her medical education at Northwestern Medical School. She was inducted into a prestigious medical honor society there. Uh, she then did a lot of training and fellowships at many places, including Mount Sinai, and she's also a published author. Um, she is the first Northwell physician in Westchester County practicing in this really, really important specialty. And it's a specialty I think, frankly, a lot of women don't know enough about. They may not even know that surgical options are available to help them have a much higher quality of life and protect their health. So Dr. Anna Ramanova, I want to welcome you to the Lisa Wexler Show today. Thank you for being on. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. So you are a urogynecologist. Explain what is a urogynecologist, please. Absolutely. So a urogynecologist is a doctor that specializes in pelvic floor and bladder. Um, we receive additional training beyond our residency, which can be in either OBGYN or urology, to become subspecialized and help women with pelvic floor disorders, which can take on a variety of forms. Um, so that's additional three years of training past um, being a board-certified OBGYN to make sure that I can provide high-level care to the women that need it. Okay, so pelvic floor disorders. Be very specific, Dr. Romanova, if you can. What kind of symptoms, what kind of diagnoses are associated with that? Pelvic floor disorders can uh, take on a multitude of different presentations. One of the common conditions I see is something called pelvic organ prolapse. That is a condition where there is weakening of tissue in the pelvic floor, and it can produce uh, dropped bladder or dropped uterus, which can create symptoms like bulge sensation, pressure in the lower pelvis, difficulty emptying bowels or bladder, um, sensation of incomplete emptying, a variety of symptoms that can be addressed either surgically or non-surgically. Um, and then we see a lot of patients with a variety of bladder problems, so frequent urination, urgency to urinate, having to map out your route for bathrooms, um, incontinence, uh, definitely something that I can help women with as well. 
All right, so I want to get into this a little bit because my grandma, may she rest in peace, lived to 106. And um, she would complain. In fact, when she said that the one thing that she regretted, literally, doctor, the one thing that she regretted in her life in terms of taking care of herself was that nobody had helped her with this bladder prolapse, that she was walking around feeling this terrible pressure, like her insides were falling down on her for about 25 or 30 years. And uh, she passed in 2005. At that time, um, people were not going to do surgeries on anyone over 80, much less 106. And so she had learned to live with this terribly uncomfortable situation. And I felt very sorry about that. And later on in my life, I have other family members on both sides, women that are walking around. And they are, they are starting to complain. Things are falling. Things are dropping. So I really think this is very common, doctor. Very common. Oh, it's absolutely very common. And I don't think often addressed enough either because the patients don't mention it to their doctors or they do mention it and there's no one to send them to. Um, it's, a, it's a huge problem. About one in five women may pursue surgery for these conditions because they're so bothersome. And it can really, really improve quality of life, functionality, ability to enjoy activities. So it can be really impactful to seek care for these conditions. So I really want to get into this. One of my relatives was told that a non-surgical option is something called a pessary, which I think is almost like a diaphragm. You stick it in and you take it out. Uh-huh. Is, is, that, is that something that you think is is worthwhile to even try or most of the time is not even worth bothering to do? Well, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of pessaries for the right candidates and for patients that are interested in them. I think a pessary is an excellent non-surgical option if we can find a right size and a right shape because those are highly individualized then they can be tremendously helpful to patients that don't want to pursue surgery or can't pursue surgery for a variety of reasons. Um, we also will use it as a bridge to surgery because it can be a transient relief of prolapse symptoms while we're getting workup done that's necessary to be scheduled for surgery. Uh, a pessary, if fitted well, can feel like almost nothing is inside, much like a tampon. When you place it and it's placed correctly, you shouldn't be aware that it's in there. And it can relieve the symptoms, the discomfort, improve emptying of the bladder. So I do think that there's a, a good role for pessary placement in the right candidates. I think it can be really, really um, beneficial to some patients, but it does require maintenance um, and, and visits throughout the year to the urogynecologist or gynecologist for maintenance. So I think there's a trade-off from, compared to surgery for sure. Do women take it out themselves or does it have to have the assistance of a doctor to be removed and cleaned and then put back? It depends a little bit on the shape. Uh, the shape you refer to, diaphragm-like shape, is the most common one we use, and that one can be something that a patient removes and reinserts themselves. I teach that skill in the office and walk the patients through to make sure they're comfortable doing so. We have uh, other types of pessaries that may be used in more advanced prolapse stages that unfortunately are too difficult to remove for the patient on their own, and that usually requires a visit to the office. Um, but that visit can be as infrequent as once every three to four months, and so typically it's not too burdensome on the patient, even if they have to come in. We're talking with Dr. Anna Ramanova, who is a surgeon, a urogynecologist at 203-333-9422 if you want to pick up the phone and talk about this. I want to understand, if a bladder has fallen down, if the muscles are loose and it's pressing and you feel like you always have to go and you, it's awful, 
um, and you do have the surgery, what are you doing in the surgery? Literally, what is the surgery? And would you very often remove if the uterus is loose too, if a woman is older and past menopause, will you typically just get rid of the uterus so it doesn't stand there as a possible cancer causer? Like, what do you typically Mm -hmm. tell women? Well, one of my favorite parts about this job is that there's no surgery that's just one size fits all. Um, Urogynecologic surgery can be highly uh, customized really to what the patient wants and what the goals are. Traditionally, prolapse repairs have been done with a hysterectomy, which is removal of the uterus and sometimes the cervix. But we have newer data that says that for those women that have a normal uterus and no concern for current cancer, pre-cancer, that the uterus can be safely left in and the surgery to fix the prolapse will be just as effective as if the uterus was removed um, while reducing surgical time and blood loss. So the decision on whether the uterus needs to come out or not is actually uh, independent of what surgery we choose to fix the prolapse. Okay. If it were me, I would take it out, though. I don't like silent killers in my body that I don't need anymore. It's almost like an appendix. It's like an appendix. I tend to agree with you. You disagree? No, I tend to agree with you. I would oh, you do tend the to same. agree with me. Okay, good. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. But, um, I might leave in the ovaries because I'm honestly not sure what, you know, the ovaries might still do something for us as we get older. I'm not 100% sure. And if you don't have the, um, if you don't have the, uh, what are the, you know, the, um, the tubes and you don't have oh, yeah. the uterus, then your chance of ovarian cancer goes all the way down anyway. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. That's absolutely true. Removing the tubes can reduce risk of ovarian cancer by about 40%. So just having the tubes out and or the uterus out can absolutely help reduce that risk. Um, but I... I so, I think it's an individual decision personally. I would also get a hysterectomy if I needed a prolapse repair, but we can do certain safety checks like an ultrasound to make sure that there's no problems inside if we're choosing to leave the uterus behind. Um, And then the surgical options can be vaginal approach where we use the patient's tissue to repair the prolapse or abdominal approaches using a robot or laparoscopic, just a couple small incisions um, to pull up the vagina or the uterus and suspend it so that the prolapse is reduced. Uh, All of them are considered minimally invasive. They can be done as a same-day surgery or, you know, short observation in the hospital home the next day. And the recovery tends to be relatively straightforward. After about a week or two, people start to feel back to normal. So it's definitely a safe safe option for women that want to address their prolapse. And it can be life-changing to be able to have mobility, eliminate pain, not have to run to the bathroom as often. Definitely something that women should consider. A hundred percent. Now I want to ask you about another thing. What about women, and is this related to prolapse? What about women who have And this is very common, I know, after childbirth, and I definitely suffer from this. Every time I sneeze or laugh, it goes right down my leg, right? No matter what I do, if Mm -hmm. I sneeze or laugh, it goes right down my leg. So, um, 
And it got, I mean, it really started after I had my second child. And no matter how many kegels I do, you know what I mean? It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I once went to a doctor who suggested that she put some mesh netting in me. And I said, no way, because I would never do a foreign object. Is mm-hmm. there is that something that you do? Is that something you like doing? Um, and what are the choices for women who are having a little bit of bladder leakage? Yeah, that's that's a very very common condition as well. And certainly, I see a lot of women with this problem. There are different surgical options um, if pelvic floor exercises like Kegel exercises are not efficient or not effective enough. Um, and the the netting that you refer to, the mesh, is one of our most common surgeries to correct the incontinence. Um, I think if you know, there's a lot of concern from some women about placing permanent mm-hmm. structures like a mesh inside the body. Yeah, I wouldn't do it for is, me. It's not for yeah, me. Yeah, the, <laughs> the truth is, it's 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 safe and it's one of our highest uh, most effective options in terms of making sure that women stay dry and the results are durable. There are alternatives. One of the newer things we have is where we can make injections into the urethra with a substance called Bulkamed, where we plump up the urethra, so to say, and help increase resistance to urine leaking. Um, That can either be done in the office or sometimes in the operating room and is more of a procedure than a surgery and can be effective Mm -hmm. as well. Um, we have a couple options that are neither of those things where only sutures in your own tissue are used. Those tend to take a little bit longer in the operating room and may require us taking uh, some tissue from the abdominal wall to fix the incontinence. So we do have those options. And, you know, when women consider both options, I, I would say most don't choose to go the route of using their own tissue because it tends to be a little bit less durable and the surgery can have a little bit more surgical risk. But there's multiple options, much like with prolapse repair, to figure out what's the right fit for the right patient. So, Dr. Anna Romanova, does urinary incontinence have anything to do with bladder prolapse? Is there a relationship between the two? There absolutely is. So both have similar risk factors, such as childbirth, which is something you had mentioned, um, and increased prolapse can be associated with incontinence, but they can also be independent of each other. I think many women will have coexisting problems, but some women will have just one or just the other. Um, We do tend to see them, to some degree, coincide as well. Now, you're a urogynecologist, you're a surgeon. Do you also see patients in the office if they have frequent UTIs? Is that another subspecialty of yours? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually, you know, I'm I'm a full-spectrum urogynecologist, so I do see patients that are medically managed for things like recurrent urinary tract infections or frequent urination, which does not require surgery but may be managed medically or with bladder training. Uh, You know, not every patient that comes to my office needs surgery or wants surgery, and we have different options to offer them. Or even just education can be tremendously beneficial and empowering so that women can, um, you know, feel in control and understand what's happening to their body, and that may be enough to to make them feel better. So I think there's a lot of value in just chatting about these problems so that you can know what tools are available to you. Where do you typically, Dr. Romanova, where do you typically get your referral of patients from? In other words, do you feel like internists know enough about the fact that you exist or that maybe they don't? I'm just curious. 
Yeah, no, that's an excellent question. I, I, I would say a majority of my referrals do come from other uh, uh, OBGYNs or sometimes urologists, but the remainder come from internal medicine. And I do think that some internal medicine doctors are very, very good at referring and asking the screening questions. And for some, I've gone out to meet them and reviewed the things that I can help with so that they can be empowered to either ask the question or if the patient brings up the symptoms, they know who to send them to. Um, I would love to kind of continue uh, exploring this with the physicians in the area because I think we can collaborate to really make women's lives better to make sure that they know who to seek care from if they have these problems. But I would say the Northwell physicians are really excellent at managing women's women's health and asking the right questions to send them to the right people. So I very much look forward to working with the internal medicine doctors, primary care doctors as well. And you are the first one hired at Northwell for this specialty in Westchester County. So if people want mm-hmm. to come see you, where are your offices? So currently my office is in Chappaqua Crossing on 480 Bedford oh, I know Road. Where that is. It's pretty. Very mm-hmm. pretty there. Yeah. It's a very nice office. I like it here. Um, yeah. I think we're talking about opening other offices down the line, but right now we're just starting with the one. And then if I need to do a procedure or surgery, I can operate both out of Phelps Hospital and Northern Westchester Hospital. So we can make sure that we get the care that's closest to the patient. I'm really glad that you're doing this, Dr. Romanova. I'm I'm really glad that we're talking about this. I think enough women, too many women suffer in silence with these issues. They're embarrassed about these issues. They don't think that there's any help for them. And uh, personally, if and when it's my turn, I'm coming to you and you're sewing me up. I'm not doing a pessary. I'm not doing anything. You're sewing me up. You're taking out what I don't need anymore. And I'm going about my business. Well, you'll be in the right hands if you do. Thank you. I hope I don't need you, but I might. Thank you, doctor. (laughs) Dr. Anna Romanova on the Lisa Wexler Show. We'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.